Minnesota Vikings fans, welcome back to the Purple People Eaters podcast. He's Aaron, I'm Chris, and uh, we're here to talk some Vikings football. It was a rough weekend for for Minnesota football in general. As you know, we do a gopher segment, and it'll be really short or really long. It's tough to say. You know, we, we got a little, got a shocker there, too. But, um, of course, this is main focus is the Vikings, and they just can't quite get it done. The dreaded 0-3 staring down, right down the barrel of 0-4. Oh, boy, oh, boy, man. I mean, when they, we were just talking about it before we hit record, talking about gaining inches. And, you know, there's a lot of cliches in sports and in life, I guess you could say. But, man, that, I mean, that fit it just perfectly. Just couldn't get out of our way. Red zone issues galore. Just a variety of stuff that we're going to time management. Just putting the ball on the ground still. It was nice that we had a running game. But, golly, man, it was just ugly. So we're going to talk it through here um, and go all, you know, try to keep it, you know, somewhat short because we know it's hurting you like it's hurting us. But at some point, uh, like my co-host Aaron was saying before we hit record, you just got to laugh at some of this stuff. And he's so right. I've just kind of learned that as a Minnesota sports fan, but especially a Vikings fan, sometimes you just got to sit back and go, yeah, that's about right. That is about right. So we're going to obviously preview and predict on the road at 0-3 Panthers, the battle for 0-4. Um, oh, I hope that backup quarterback doesn't doesn't play. So we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it in just a second. If this is your first time listening to the Purple People Leaders podcast, welcome. It streams live on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Ropadope Radio, however you can find the show in a whole host of places. Under the Rope Dope Radio brand, the Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, download the podcast app, Player FM, Google Podcasts, PodBay. We have Living in Loserville, Spricker page. Make sure you check that out and a host of other platforms. Just Google. Basically, you'll get there. While you're at it, why don't you head on over to thegruelingtruth.com and Sports News 24. And one more thing, kick off football season with DirecTV Stream. DirecTV Stream. Sorry, DirecTV Sports Pack. That gives you NFL Network, which brings you the NFL Red Zone, SEC Network, Big Ten Network. Um, choose the DirecTV stream package that's right for you. It's a limited time. There's no annual contracts, no hidden fees. Save $30 for prices now slashed to $64.99. You're saving 10 off that. Make sure you check it out. DirecTV stream time is running out. Okay. Go ahead and bring in my co-host, Aaron. Man, what a rough football weekend for us Minnesota football fans, my friend. What can you say? I mean, three quarters of the Gopher game was good. Um, And we'll get into that at the end of the show, but that was uh, shocking to say the least. And then, like you said, just just a bunch of anomalies and errors in the Vikings game, like normal, and you know, I don't know what's going on in the water here in Minnesota, but this football situation is, is, uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's uncanny is a word to say. I mean, it's just some things you just can't 
three years in a row we've had the uh the bounce defensive uh pass break up into the arms of receivers and you know even last year we had the run into a ref situation it's just anomaly after <laughs> anomaly after anomaly just stuff that I think if you put like a Dallas Cowboy fan in Minnesota made him watch the Vikings for a year you would just be like what is this man like this is strange it's like the Twilight Zone franchise it's unbelievable but nonetheless you know it's like we're living in a simulation of some Football simulator. I don't know what it is, man. But 0-3 is what it stacks up to. And we were dreading this last podcast, as you guys mm. checked it out. And it's like well, 0-3 leads to 0-4, and we don't want to go past that. And we, it's just a thing. And, you know, thank God Carolina's matched our record. But <laughs> at this point, with the way things are going, with the butterfingers and the can't hang onto the ball and the offensive line issues and where's Dalton Reisner just on and on. We'll get into it, but it's just, uh, it's not looking great at the moment. I think the run game picked up, but then all of a sudden running backs got the yips and, you know, oh. it's six of one half dozen of the other, just don't know what to say and, and where we're at. I think the defense, they blitzed 40 out of 50 plays and no sacks. I don't know, Chris, I don't know how to explain it. It just is what it is. Well, didn't we get one sack? No sacks. There was Hunter with a strip sack. Oh, when really, he true. just he just flicked right. the ball out, knocked but the ball. Yeah, technically, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah that's a right, that's right. a strip sack. Right, right. Uh, but you're right. Either way, <laughs> you know, it's really only Hunter doing damage out there. And we'll get on the defensive side here in a little bit because that was you know death by <laughs> a thousand bubble screens. I mean, God, which set up you know the miracle play. Well, not miracle. It was trick play, but um. You know, right off the bat, like, you're running the ball, things are moving, boom, fumble. You know, we're, we're, we're getting in the range where we can do some damage on the scoreboard, and Hawk makes a nice play um, and just gets the ball ripped from him. And the first thing I'm thinking, Aaron, is like, hey, didn't he just say that it's the not, not more than the ball is the program. This is the whole thing. Like we owe it to the city to hold on to the ball. And then it was like, wow, dude, you're a big dude. You know, you you look like a Viking. What the? You think a Viking's just gonna get a ball taken from him? Um, right off the bat, it was like, oh my goodness gracious, like that sucked. We just gave him the ball, and uh, of course, you know, they came down these long, long drives, twelve play. Almost six minutes they score. Um, I just – it's just fucked up, dude. Like, you know, we we end up getting back in the game. That's cool. It's 7-7. Um, you know, I thought that was a, that deep ball to, to Jefferson. He caught another one. Oliver grinded himself, you know, the way into that, um, you know, to the end zone. Then we got that fumble, and what is it? Only two turnovers through three games. Um, we're going lightly on the defense to an extent, especially in these first two games. But um, they do need to start creating turnovers, especially if our offense is just going to. Uh, but the thing is, right? It's seven to seven. We get the fumble. We got this eleven play drive, and it just air full. I mean, left and right and center, and we got lucky as hell. But I'll say this, Matson had a damn good rushing the ball game, but he got bailed out Aaron on that fumble and he put the ball on the ground a couple times, even though, Oh, he was elbow first. 
Yeah, but still, you lost the damn ball at the end of the run. Yeah, constantly. You know, it makes me wonder about, you know, Cook fumbles from time to time. We're not going to compare Madison to Cook. In fact, does it any good at this point. But, man, that ball's getting out there, and, you know, he's catching it and dropping it. And it's like, wow, he just – the ball security there is not that great. And then Chandler comes in, rips off a nice little run and we don't see him again. And I thought they came out, they ran the ball. I think they wanted to establish that Chris in that first drive and they did a good job, but then the ball came out for Hawkinson. And then, you know, you're absolutely right about getting bailed out uh, on that fumble because I didn't hear a whistle. And I would say forward progress was barely stopped. I mean, it was instantly, it was just, yeah, I mean, just when it stopped, you know. Um, so I don't know what's going on with that, but that's not good. If you, you know, first you try to work on the run, and then if you can't run the ball, and and then like you said, death by bubble screens. And I don't know how far you want to break this game down, but I think you're just going to do this game over because we've all we all know maybe bring up the highlights and the lowlights. But yeah, I mean, in it that was in one of those situations also where we kind of got all game. We got some good penalties that went our way. We got, you know, a couple calls that could have gone the other way, went our way. We had one call that didn't go our way, which was the Mike Williams catch that wasn't a catch. But um, I think that was Mike Williams. I don't think it was yeah, Keenan Allen. By the way, so. Keenan Allen had a career oh, day. Jesus Christ. So, uh, you know, at this point, it's – you put your hands up there, you just go, I don't know what to think here. And – you know, you, you want to run the football, but you're scared of turnovers. You want to throw the ball, but you don't really have pass protection. And when you do get pass protection, you're checking down or you're throwing to somebody who drops the ball or you're make a good pass, but it's, you know, off by six inches. Things are just not working out. I know last year everybody thought, oh, this is, you know, I think this is more of what last year should have looked like, uh, but we had some bets there. So I won't say that exactly. That's maybe a, little, a step too far, but. All the luck, knock on wood, uh, that we experienced last year um, seems to have dried up. Although I think, you know, I don't remember us having a such a fortunate day with the officials as we did yesterday. I mean, it's, the reason I say that, Chris, I know it sounds kind of strange, but no, you're right. it was just set up to win. Like yeah. we had, you know, what was it, 10 plays at the end of the, at the end of the fourth quarter, uh, in the red zone to score and win that game. And uh, it just came up short. It just, it doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense. Yeah. And to get only a field goal out of that drive down the stretch of the uh, second quarter. I mean, it's it. We got, bit, well, we got bailed out because uh, the James went helmet to helmet or late hit out of bounds. Okay, cool. But you know, there's just, put the ball on the ground, got lucky, and also that's where Matson dropped the ball, and, and it was one-on-one with the linebacker who was four yards away. That's probably a touchdown. Um, we're about, we have Matson open, this, or no, we had KJ open, and Bosa hits the arm right at the last second. Like, there's just so many false start, like, intentional grounding, like, just so many, like, what the hell? And we only walked away with a field goal to have the ball that close on first and goal, like you said, all those damn plays in the red zone, it it, it is a huge step back, and a lot of it's just, you know, just those game of inches stuff. And, and you know, it's just, like I said, those last – and going in the second half, those the last two touchdowns they freaking had 
It's just, it's crazy, dude. You got a trick play that two guys, not just one, but two guys are wide open. And, you know, a trick play, especially when those running those goddamn bubble screens, like, they probably should have seen that coming, but okay, I'll get over it. But then the, the very next, you know, like you said about that Evans, for Evans to have it in his hand, and then it bounced off his own helmet enough so that it goes to the guy, it's clearly underthrown ball. I mean, those last two touchdowns, it's just like, what? It's 21 to 10. You're like, are you serious? I just, but then we jet right back. No problem. That was a money uh, toss, money play. Bam, right to Jefferson. He's gone for a touchdown. And you're like, okay, somehow, some way, you know, we're within striking distance. The defense does their job. We go down the field. Everything's going great, right? We're like, hey, man, we're marching down this field, dude. We, we, we might take the lead if we could. I mean, Matson was turning off, uh, great, you know, run, nice runs. Addison went like three state catches, two of them for first downs. A couple really nice uh, catching, in, or I should say nice passes, great catches by Jefferson. Um, it, it, it all looked great, man. It all looked great. 24 to 21. We're, we're back in this thing, dude. And boom, came right back. Like I said, scored on that freaking – I mean, at that point, I'm like, it's over, dude. It, it's done. And, and like you said, 13-play drive in general, over five minutes, and somehow, some way, at the end of that drive, we got to turn over on downs. I mean, mistake-driven in that red zone, dude. Yeah, and Keenan Allen, that, that throw, I mean, everybody bit on that. Now, that was the, you know – probably because of the bubble screens and the short passing game that they had pulled all game. And you watch that replay and it's just, if you want to run a trick play, it was set up so perfectly. Everybody bit uh, two guys. He had his choice to throw into on that play. And yeah, that was it. That was a backbreaker there. And then, like you said, the second touchdown was just, you know, I don't know what you want to say that about. That's just anomalous. Just Viking football, man. And literally, we've had one of those for the last three seasons and different spots in the game. But you and I off Mike went through the last two uh, yeah. of those bounce bouncers. One was Chris Boyd. We think one was Cam Dantzler. And please comment if you remember another one. But those are the ones that come to mind. So now we have three of those in a row and. You know, what do you, I, it's just, that's the game winner, really. And you're right about ending up, you know, turnover on downs. It's, there's no short yards we can do. I don't know what's going on offensively, Chris, because you have, you know, O'Connell is supposed to be a bit more creative than Kubiak. But then you start to think, well, it always kind of comes back to the mean of play action and stuff that Kirk does. And so is Kirk the common denominator here? You can't do a lot of stuff with him or, you know, it's really hard to tell because, but every time you get a new coordinator, they start off with these great ideas and ends up whittling down to what looks like about the same thing. Um, we know Kirk's good in play action, but if you can't run the ball, you can't fool anybody in play action. And, you know, so it's just sort of a, uh, I don't know, a double-edged sword there. And you want to see, you know, I thought last year we had a little more options, but then everybody told O'Connell to not get cute short yardage. So, Boy, I don't know. We're gonna. It's a pickle here about what to do in a lot of situations: red zone, short yardage, um, play action. 
just almost every offensive category. I just don't know exactly what's going on. And uh, I'd like to think that it's, you know, just, you know, a fumble here or it's a mistake there or a missed block or, you know, add, you blame it on Ingram or, or whatever it is. But I think it's just a combination of all those things. And you're bogging down where last year you weren't bogging down. And uh, it's just, it's hard. Hard to say what it is, but it's got to be everything at this point, or at least close to it. And led off by the turnovers, and you know, by I think mistakes in the offensive line and 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 pass protection is the big thing. You know, Kirk is not the most mobile quarterback, but he is stepping up a lot more. He's moving to the side a lot more than he used to, trying to avoid the rush. But sometimes, man, you just see these defensive linemen; they're just it's almost as if they're not being blocked getting in or, or reaching an arm out and messing up and throwing lanes and, and whatnot. So there's a lot that needs to be fixed, but I mean, where I would start would be that de- would be that offensive line and, and, and see what you can do there. And then you wonder, well, what was Reisner doing? Is the playbook that complicated where you it's can't, war and peace. where you can't bring in <clears throat> or just, just, he just go over to Ingram and be like, sit down. I'm the starter now. I mean, what are you? <laughs> I mean, you saw him on the sideline. He looked like he was dressed and ready to play. So I just don't know. Maybe it's a conditioning thing. Maybe it's a physical. I don't know what it is. But I thought, you know, Ingram didn't stick out this week that terribly. I didn't go through the, you know, all 22 there. But he didn't seem to have any penalty. He had one penalty, I think, that was on 67 that I remember. But, you know, I don't know. He could have had a myriad of things. Nonetheless, I think offensively we could have done a lot better. And, uh, again, game of inches, like you said, some of the balls were a little – overthrown, underthrown, but there were some great shots in there too. I, I thought the end zone pass to Addison that got broken up uh, could have been a bit higher, but, um, you know, I th- you putting it where he could, where he has time. Chris, there's just so many things we should have made a list because it's like there's just so many little game of inches, anomaly type things that in this game that, you know, it's just amazing. Uh, one that you didn't win. And two, that you were in position to win. I mean, you could go either way with it you know, if things go different ways. But I thought the pass to Jefferson, like you said, was a perfect little slant. I don't know if it was a, like an extended slant across the middle and then Jefferson turned it up, thought that was good. There were three passes to Addison that I really liked. During that stretch, I really thought we were going to go ahead and take the game. Yeah, I mean, even after those two touchdowns we described, we got the lead, you know. Um, now, as far as the offense goes, you know, Let's let's keep it in perspective because we're third in offense in the league right now. So to say stuff like, well, we gotta limit it because of cousins and stuff like I I just we were fourth in pass attempts last year. We barely play action at all. So and we're barely play action this year. Um so it I remember that used to be something that people would say that cousins they can't run they can't they can't throw the ball forty times because he wasn't capable of it. Well, that's long gone. So when you're third in offense and seventeen in scoring, and there's a, a, things that stand out with the amount of fumbles we've had, especially at the goal line, I would I would point to that first. Um, and to be honest, you know, in the first two games, especially the last game, we didn't have our star left tackle, so it was two and three guys coming at. Uh, Kirk, I'll say that. Now, when it's up the gut only, a lot of times he can step aside or just get rid of the ball. 
whether it's just getting it, just getting rid of it or getting the ball out quicker. Now, if we want to, we're one of the, we throw a lot of deep balls or, you know, past 20 compared to, you know, the rest of the league. I think we're third in that right now. But if you want to continue that, you got to have more protection. So hopefully, like you said, maybe it was conditioning. That's a good call. I'm hoping that's the only thing it was because, like you said, couldn't like one of the tackle couldn't somebody just say, "Hey, dude, this is your guy on this play in the huddle," and then it, you should just make shift and, and and do the job. Um, so I, I wouldn't. I don't think it has a whole ton to do with Cousins. He's playing his ass off so far this year, um, and I remember, you know, when his stats are good, a lot of people go, "Well, it's just stats." Right, because before it was garbage time, right? And we literally, if you look at how many close games we've had, and not just last year, remember, we were 6-8 and eight in one-score games the year before. We've been in these damn one-score games for a long, long, and actually on the back half of 2020, after we got our shit together, and Jefferson started coming alive, and they started double-tripling him, that's where the problem is. And, you know, I, I think we need to, we just need to, hopefully Reisner can get in, Hopefully that's better. Ingram played good defensive or offensively running, and that's another thing. The interior is good at run blocks, so we need to hang around for that. We were 27th last year in attempts. We're dead last this year. Uh, luckily, we did run more this. That would be great, anywhere from 80 to 100, 70 to 100 yards. That's really all we need. We don't need to put up 180 rushing yards weekly or anything like that or even over 100. You know, we don't need that. Because we pass so much, but yeah, I mean to continue. Unless you're going to bubble screen, unless you're going to three step drop, get the ball out. You know that that's really the only way you're going to limit the sacks and hits. Um, but I, I I think it's the turnovers. You know when it comes when push comes to shove, if you're third in total offense and this is the first week you actually ran the damn ball, to be third in offense is actually pretty impressive. Um, so. But 17 is scoring. Well, why? What what has happened in the red zone and right at the goal line? A bunch of stuff. Um, now let's talk about something that we haven't talked about. Maybe we should have led with this. Um, you know, the last week. You know, trying to have four plays could have had three plays real easy. So we get the great. I mean, great pass, great catch in traffic by TJ. Get the first down. And a lot of people were thinking, were saying the head coach should have, should have told them, hey, spike the ball if we get this play. And in theory, I get that, but clearly he didn't want to do that. So why would he tell Kirk that? They wanted to run a play and get four plays, which is extremely difficult, right? Anyway, even if you had the play ready, it still would have been tough to get four plays looking at the time. Now you can literally see, Cousins putting both hands on the thing going, dude, it's breaking up. I can't. What the fuck? You know? And at that point, it's a combination. I mean, it's the head coach first and foremost because he's the one who wants to be over aggressive. I, I, you know, and he even admitted it. And then the second time is if you can't do it, don't even call the play. And he did call the play. Sounds like they, they were going to call the same play. No, no big example there because, you know, or no big, you know, that makes sense because they're on the same page now. They've been together for years, so they were going to call the same play. But once you can't get it in, then just go spike the ball. So uh, Coach KO, Cousins, and then 
what about some goddamn urgency in the huddle, guys? I mean, you act like there was a substitute teacher, you know, like, dude, hey, guys, even Hawkinson made that great catch. Just kind of lounge your back. I saw two players talking to each other. It's like, dude, you guys realize what time it is. Um, so to, to do that, like, I love aggression, Aaron, and I, I'm so glad we're not a run-first team anymore. Uh, you know, do we need to run more? Sure. But I, I'll take not run first and do what we've been doing the last year and change. But you got to spike the ball there. That's it, man. I agree with you. Um, whether or not they had a plan, if they didn't call, you know, maybe they didn't expect to get the fourth down. Let's say they did and they called another play and there's some confusion. Spike the ball. Let's say you couldn't hear the play call. Okay, fine. Get to the line. Spike the ball. All things except for running a play quickly, if you were, you know, if everybody got the deal and they said, okay, we're supposed to, you know, we get this fourth down, we hurry right. up, we're running there this play. Okay, play. great. Yeah. That's the only thing that would, and they executed it well, that's the only thing that would excuse not spiking that ball. And ironically, the crowd was yelling, you know, yeah. clock. <laughs> they were screaming clock uh, when you couldn't hear. And you're right, there was no sense of urgency. So, And it wasn't like people were looking around like, okay, what are we supposed to do? We're looking to Kirk for guidance or anything like that. It, they were just nonchalant about just it. Just hanging out. Think, well, what, what are you doing heck? tonight after the game? Yeah, it's like, well, okay. But, yeah, let's say in that situation uh, you're waiting for a play call. Okay, you, you can't hear it. You should be at the line. Just All you true. really need is you in the center. You know, if you guys Good go, call. everybody yeah. else will know. Get to the line and spike. It. Yeah, exactly. And you're right. You're probably not going to get four plays, but you're going to get two and maybe three. I think you get three. Yeah. Um, get three so, and depending on now, let's say things went your way, right? And you had the play called and you hurried up to the line and you threw an incomplete pass. Okay. Maybe you get four plays there, but yeah, just the confusion of all and to let 20 some seconds go off the clock in that situation. Um, that's the game there too, you know, and that's in seconds. And I don't know, you know, I know that O'Connell's taking the, taking the heat for it. Uh, Kirk's kind of put it on him. Uh, everybody's taking the heat for different things and different people. And it's, nobody's really saying it wasn't me, but they're, you know, I'll take the heat for this. I think O'Connell's taking most of it, which is the head coach's job, um, and I don't yeah, think he's he lying. Call, he didn't call for the spike, you know, so he admitted that. I, I get, I give yeah. him credit for that. At least he admitted, like, well, I wasn't going to clock that fucker. So and I understand what he's doing. Say, you know? Yeah, we talked off air about, okay, well, this is probably what he wanted. Quick game, uh, worst case scenario, incomplete pass, clock stops anyway. We get it. It wouldn't tip in the air twice. There's no way that would happen. No, of course not. Or tip into the, <laughs> another defender. I mean, how could that possibly uh, be the case? But. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, to put a blame on somebody. I hey, mean, if you're going to blame technically, Cousins, blame the spiked ball. Don't blame where the th- ball was thrown because the ball was thrown where it needed to be thrown. The guy had two hands on it. It is what it is. Blame him for the spiked ball, not the throw. No, I don't blame him for the throw. I thought the throw was a throw. He did have Madison there. Uh, it's another read down, but. You know, I don't think the ball was a bad ball to Hawkinson. I, I just think it wasn't caught. Um, but the spike thing, I, I guess it boils down to it. You would like a guy like Favre or somebody else to just know what to do in that situation and realize, okay, you know, I can't hear shit. Uh, but we got time bleeding off the clock. Let's get up here and spike it. We'll, you know, live to fight another day. 
Yeah. That didn't happen. And that's, I, I don't know if I blame Kirk for that, but I would have wished that he would have done that. There's a uh, pie chart that he's involved in. <laughs> There's sure. no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not, like you said, I thought all, you let me get off the, the center here. perfectly. The right. center. And, like if it was just them two going in line, that would have probably put people in line. That's a great point. Yeah. And I don't want to, you know, I'm not pro Kirk. I'm not against Kirk. I'm pretty objective here as far as, you know, last year of his contract, you're going to get what you're going to get. Hopefully you move on from him. You know, do I want to see him re-signed? Honestly, no. But am I willing to go along with this season and, 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 and give him the benefit of the doubt? Yeah. I mean, he's in a tough situation, and I can only say that because of his offensive line is, is, is horseshit up the middle. So he's dodging a lot. He's probably got, you know, he's seeing ghosts and he's doing a pretty good job with the ghosts flying by him. So, but in those situations and the check downs and the death balls, I don't really like so much. He's thrown quite a few death balls and I don't know. People don't understand what I mean by that, but I mean, throw one to a guy where he's going to just get killed. You know, whether he catches it or he doesn't, the guy's going to get freaking killed through a few of those. He does that a lot. And the check downs, but, you know, I'm not down the field. I can't see if everybody's covered, and then you have to go to check down. I just know he throws a lot of check downs. And those are my complaints at Cousins. Uh, and then situationally, I thought, you know, you would have liked to see a little something there and not lose 20 seconds uh, of valuable time with no timeouts at the end of the game. Now, you can say a thousand things, but what I would have liked to see is a quarterback take charge and go, look, I can't hear shit. Let's get to the line and spike this, and we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I agree, and, and I, I just don't even like going for it there. Like, like you said, we have had some success with the uh, the quick stuff, and if you know they're not lined up properly and all that, that, I get the part. I get that part. I do get that part, but I, I, I just don't. I think it should have just been spiked, and, and they should have known that before. You know. Just no, just right Chris, away. how was it not spiked? That's what I don't understand. Okay, so you get the call from the line, or you, or you, how do they know not to hurry up and spike it? They had to have been something said for them well, to not naturally, instinctively go and spike the ball. I just don't understand. Why would you not spike it? Right. The call was coming in choppy, so he heard some of it. So he was going to run the play, so he just ran the damn play. Well, I just wish it wouldn't even – I just wish it would have went right to the right to the spike. No, don't just ignore what's going on in your head. I know that's tough, but the head coach is saying this is what we're going to do. And just go say, fuck it, dude. That's not what we're going to do. Too fucking bad. And just live with it. You know, because you're not going to, I I guess if Ingram steps on, you know, I guess we could have a bobble there. But that's very rare. We've seen a lot of bobbles. That's very rare. I'd like to see the analytic. Well, just spike the goddamn ball. Just spike it. Um, period. There's just – it just should have been spiked. There's just no way around it. And, uh, like, I get it. If someone's in your head and the guy who's calling the plays, you know, in your head, I get it. A little time. A little – like, a couple seconds, sure. Like you said, okay, okay, but I'm not hearing this shit. Okay, let's just go to it. Like you said, grab the center. Then I, I, I can almost guarantee you, like you said, the rest of the team would have been like, we're good. We're in there. But as far as the checkdowns, dude, that he, – he just doesn't – it's not as many checkdowns as you think, dude. That that's where analytics come in. Air yards, that type of thing. It's really not as many checkdowns as you think. And they're just it's just getting rid of the ball a lot of times. It's not as many checkdowns. I, I do dis, I do disagree with that part, but it's I don't know. Just back to the spike. Just spike the fucking ball. 
give us three plays. I agree. I think we would have got three plays out of that. But either way, you get that little time to regroup. And clearly, everybody needed to. We're talking about the head coach and the and Cousins, but where the fuck was everybody? Nobody was organized, like you said. Yeah. Everyone was just kind of chilling. It's like, hey, guys, even, like I said, even fucking DJ. It's like, dude, you just made a great play. Let's fucking tighten up, you know? Um, and we hit the spike. Now let's talk about the, the yes. play. Got plenty um, of time then. So you, you hit the time. final play, which turned out to be the final play, I guess. A um, little bit of pressure, not too bad. You did see you had a, a little wheel coming out that was Madison that I don't know if Kirk saw, but he had a nice little line to the end zone. And then you had TJ kind of posted up just over the goal line. He chose to hit TJ, threw it away from the defender. Somehow uh, it got bobbled, I think, just a pass defense, popped up. Uh, and ended up in the defender's arms. I'm not upset with that. I wish he would have tried to hit Madison. Um, I wish he would have saw that. I'm not sure he did because I think if he would have, he would have threw that because sure. at least Madison's to the one, to the half-yard line, and probably scores there. Um, and But you go with TJ. He's been working for you most of the game, and you throw a decent catchable ball, and it just doesn't work out. Like you said, I'm more upset about the non-spike than I am about the last play, could you call something different maybe or maybe throw a fade in there or something? I don't know. Um, sure. Which would have been nice back to the spike play after you do the, you know, if you were to come up and you get the fourth down play, uh, you get the set, new set of downs and you come out and you do a quick fade. Bang, bang, that would have been bang, nice yeah. to see. Right. But back to the, the last play. I don't know what people, I think it's just a lot of knee-jerk stuff. Oh, well, then you call that play because it didn't work out. But yeah, yeah. I'm not upset about the play call, and I'm not upset about the choice of passing, although I wish you would have seen Madison there uh, because he looked like he, it was like he was a, like he does a little wheel route outside, and he just kind of comes in right about the same time he throws the ball. And if he would have just led him into the end zone, I think that would have been a touchdown there. But that's, you know, that's a lipstick on a pig at this point. And, you know, I, I – I finally got a good shot of the close-up, still slow motion of the throw and everything. And he had, he bobbled it. He had two hands on it. The defender's behind him. He's right there. If he catches it and just falls down, he's in the end zone. He bobbled it. It hit uh, the other defender. Then, so two bob, or a bobble, a tip, and a in there. You know, so it's like I, I'll never be mad at that throw because, like I said. It's low. It's not high. If it's high, that's a dumb pass. It's low. It's off to the side. No one touched it. No one touched him. No one knocked his hand or nothing. I, I finally got a good look at that play, and no one touched him. He bottled it. That's what happened. Uh, but you're right. And, and, and I mentioned this earlier, too, a couple plays before that, and that's where it comes down to the game inches. There's a bobble here, a drop there, a fumble here. And if, if Cousins just – I would I would be more saying that was an error or a mistake or whatever. And, and, and all this stuff beyond, like, fumbling this many times, you're going to have that. That's part of the game, whatever. But the one to Ingram, he could have led more. That's at least at the one-yard line, at least, if not a touchdown. That was, like, three plays before that. I think that's where I put more pressure on, on Cousins uh, to complete that pass uh, than the other stuff. Um, but let's talk a little. Uh, let's talk a little defense here. You know, beyond a couple of big names, uh, uh, and they're doing their thing. A couple, couple, <laughs> not many though. 
other than that, um, it's there's it just doesn't seem like there's a one enough talent and two going back to the inside linebackers doing their job. The outside linebackers minus Hunter because he's having a hell of a year. You know, if you look at our front line players, Cousins leading the league, Jefferson leading the league. Hunter leading the lead. Like, it's it's like, damn, dude, our heavy hitters are going. Addison's popping off for a rookie. Like, we could name a handful of guys. Harrison Smith's still making plays. But it's it just, whether it's the fit, and I, and I do think the outside linebackers, we talked about this before, I just, you know, the they got drafted, as we know, as defensive ends in, in, in a 4-3. And it just, when you look at, you know, DJ Wanham was a guy who'd get like six or seven sacks off the bench. Pat Jones would get more pressure. Right now, they're among the worst when it comes to getting pressure. I, I think it's, a, you know, it is fit. We don't have this high level. It is a no name beyond the, the names, but it, the fit is bad. And it Obviously, for pressure because we're 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 doing it. We're, we're we knew that Flores would send them, but they're just not finding a home. And then, like we've talked about on the defensive line, besides Phillips, who's playing out of position, he's getting a little pressure. The rest, nothing, nothing. And then the run defense first week, like sixty some yards, low yards per average. Second week just got demolished. This week it was like. You know, uh, like 19 yards or something like that. So it's 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 like they they're like, all right, you're gonna blitz. We're gonna run 15 bubble screens then, and we're gonna do something about it. And it's really tough to find to get home, Aaron, when mm-hmm. it's three step drop or not even, where you're already in shotgun and then you're getting rid of the ball right away. You know that's that's tough to get hits. And it feels like the only one getting to the quarterback right now is Hunter. And we just need, even if it just hits, that's the thing. It makes the quarterback, we, you know, for Zimmer, for four or five years, we had a great quarterback. We saw Aaron Rodgers cut us up one of the games, and then we would fucking frustrate the hell out of him. True breeze. Quarterback after quarterback, we would shut down one of the games or at least contain them. Some of the stars, you can only do so much. But – it, it, it without getting actual hits, forget the sacks. Let's just get a hit on somebody. Um, it just it doesn't seem like it's a great match for the personnel, especially outside linebacker like we've uh, documented really well. Yeah, I mean, are we back to Denny? Are we back to Denny Green in the system? I mean, his system works now. And what I mean by that is, do you fit the do you fit the scheme to your players, or do you? try to fit the players to your scheme. Um, that's the Flores question at this point. And I like what he's doing. I just don't think he has personnel for it. I think you're right about the outside linebacker slash defensive ends. I don't think they're fit for the system. Um, even Hunter, I just don't, he's a four, three D end. Um, Wanham four, three D end. Pat Jones maybe is, can play that cause he played it at Pitt. Um, but he's not getting to the quarterback. Um, you're looking for guys out in the outside, like uh, I'm trying to think, like Josh, what's his name, something. You're looking for the those you know guys every year in the draft that they call uh, edge players, you know, and uh, you know athletic, long, lanky, defensive 
uh, or, you know, outside linebackers, more speed to them, less weight, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I love Hunter. Don't get me wrong. Can he play it if, if forced to? Yeah, but I think it's, you're right, not his natural position. Phillips as well is playing out of position. So I just don't think you have the personnel to do uh, essentially what Flores would love to do. And I think now he's adjusting uh, to sort of, you know, using all kinds of stand-up stuff in the defensive line and putting, uh, you know, DN slash uh, edge players in, inside and trying to mix it up and do whatever he can, blitz a lot and, and all those things. But I just don't think – I think secondary-wise uh, – you know, you can work with that. You've got young players and good players uh, that you can keep up back there. Linebackers are obviously young except for Hicks, and uh, Hicks is basically captaining that defense at this point in time. Um, and then you have this defensive line, which is really, I think, the the problem defensively uh, just because you don't really have anybody but Hunter, and you can't, you know, you can't clone Hunter four times and, and put him on your defensive line, so – it's going to be a really interesting work in progress. I mean, Bullard came in, looked like he showed a little bit. I think they're looking for some size there, you know, uh, some weight against yep. the run. Um, there's a couple guys out there. Hicks is out there. I got tricked into thinking we signed him this week, and I was pretty excited about it. Um, but there's a couple. Sue is still out there. There's guys out there. It just depends on what they want to do with this season. And uh, all of us are kind of at 0-3. We don't really know which direction they want to go here. but. Um, you know, Bullard is a, just a guy. There's just a lot of guys here. We don't have anybody that really stands out on the defensive line, and it shows. Yeah, exactly. It's the no-name defense. <laughs> um, you're right, though. Yep, that's you said that well. You're right. Bullard did come in and, and look okay, but it's like, hey, man, like anything helps now. It's like, whoa, look at that. He made some good tackles, and wow, is he the new defensive tackle? Like, it just it doesn't take much to. To you know, to to show us like, hey, wow, that's kind of cool. Um, well, Chris, what do you think about that question about, uh, you know, do you fit the scheme to the guys you have, or do you just try to get through the season and and try to get guys that fit your system? I mean, it's kind of that old question: is do you change your system to fit the guys that you have, or do you just kind of hope that these guys can can fit into your system? It's an interesting. You know, six and one, half dozen the other, because you don't know. You have some guys, and I don't mean. I think the secondary is fine. So I think that's you know, regardless of what you're playing three four or four three, you basically have the same schemes in your secondary. It's the linebackers and the and the defensive and the defensive line that are just. You're either gonna have to do something that works for them, or you're gonna have to, or you're gonna have to just be stubborn. And I just don't know which way to go. Yeah, I mean, when you bring in a 3-4 specialist, I don't know if you can change mid-season into a 4. Well, no matter what, I don't know if you could change mid-season 3-4, 4-3 and be successful. But then again, you're not successful right now. But I, I'm a big component of, you know, that, uh, you, you, you you know, you scheme to your, your, your talent. And, and I'll say this, or your roster, I should say. I keep saying talent. It makes it sound like it's talented. But, um, you know, in a way, we did, we're not really running a 3-4. You know, we're running more of a 3-3-5 a three, three, at times. So we're, yeah. you know, we, I think he, he is tweaking some of it. But, yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, overall, before we bring in Flores, um, 
do you just say, fuck it, dude, this is what we got? Or do you think, well, based off the way we're going to move the ball on offense, is that in your mind state where we just want to bend the don't break and we want to be able to keep everything in front of us and that lends itself to the 3-4? I, I don't know, man. It, that's a good question, but I, I'm always a big component of, you know, what your players can do because we literally have seen DJ Wanham be a damn good third down specialist, period, point blank. He just has. And then when he's asked to fill in as a starter for a couple games, he's done pretty damn good, damn it. I mean, he got Rodgers in a sack that won the game, like, a couple years back. Like, he, uh, he's not flashing. Either is Jones, and we're just not getting enough hits on the quarterback. But, yeah, that is a good question. Um, and some of the just the most frustrating stuff about this is, you know, we know there's weaknesses on the roster. We documented it. But, yeah, it's just rough because we know these teams are not way better than us. We're not losing these games because we don't have the talent, which, you know, if we go 0-4, we're going to talk about what the rest of the season looks like and what the draft looks like and, and the trade stuff and all <laughs> that. We'll get to that. Now, this whole trade Cousins thing, it, it's just so people – it's like they need to be told every day, you know, it's not up to us if we're going to trade them. Yeah, but this so, team's Chris, is kind of like a donut, man. We have talent everywhere but where we need it. Yeah. Uh, interior offensive line and interior defensive the line. The lines, yep. yep. And, and inside, the meat, the meat and potatoes. That we have no meat and potatoes. Yep. We are meat and potato-less. And we got, so like, what? gluten-free, uh, you know, fake meat, right? Yeah. And then we yeah. got, you know, yeah, it's just – it's like we and got so, little red potatoes instead of a big old hunk of mashed potatoes. Or something. And we've talked about it, man. We have, you know, our offensive skill position players are some of the best in the league. Uh, uh, defensively, we're kind of in a rebuild outside of the whole. Actually, we're in a whole defensive probably rebuild and getting younger and all that stuff, transitioning in, in all kinds of different ways there with scheme and roster and all that stuff. You know, you build off your lines, and we don't have those. And so it's kind of hard to say who can do what and how when you don't have the most foundational pieces of your roster uh, in a good place. You just don't. And so what could this team be with a great offensive line? What could this defense be with a nice defensive line? We don't know because we don't have those players on our roster. And just to kind of go with this stuff of, like, it kind of shows you we have the talent, um, and we're just in some ways fucking up so much on offense, 24% of the Vikings' offense have ended with a turnover. And like I said, the third in total offense, but 17th in points per game. And listen to this, Sunday is just the sixth time in Vikings history. We're not a new team to the league. They had 475 yards or more on offense and lost the game. The last time was way back in 2011. We lost 35-32 against Tim Tebow in that miracle stretch that he had of like eight plays. We made Tim Tebow, uh, just like you were saying earlier with uh, Daniel Jones. But, yeah, it's funny because flashback to a couple years ago, we had the meat and potatoes, but we didn't have the – the other stuff. So, yeah, we've been on both sides of it, man. And uh, when you're on this side, you got a lot more tight games because the shit, you know, we got the talent in many places uh, to keep it going, but eh, whatever. 
we're, we're running at 40, almost 48 minutes. Let, let's get back to next week, or let's get to next week. 0-3 against 0-3, the battle for 0-4. Um, you know, uh, we don't know exactly who's going to be at QB. I want the young guy to be there because he can make some mistakes. He'll make some misreads. He'll just – He'll just mess up in some way. He can move, sure. But I'd much rather than the the vet that gets us off the bench. Um, we got to stick to running a little bit more so we can actually – how many play-action rollouts have we done this year? Uh, you want to go deep, that's how we go deep, folks. Um, and, and then, obviously, the obvious one, hold on to the goddamn ball. Hold on to the ball. And – and get more QB hits, dude. I mean, this is this is getting ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, Xavier Woods is questionable. Good old Xavier, that Mingo uh, wide receiver, he's questionable. Yeah, like I said, Bryce Young. We don't know if he's going to play. You know, they don't run the ball all that well too, uh, because it's under 199. But it's way better than us. Even with a good week, we're still only at 66. They don't stop the run all that well though, so far. So that's where that blends. Of course, we're going to probably go for 300 passing yards. We do it a lot. We're averaging 358 right now. But the blend, we got to blend some of that stuff. And it helps our defense, you know, in general. Um, you know, and Thielen, Thielen, you know, it's the Thielen game and whatnot. I, <laughs> we're three-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under is 45. That sounded like the commercial for the uh, local public. It's not public access. It's a local broadcaster. 45. Um, <laughs> something's got to give, right? And we're playing a something's got to give team, which, you know, like I said, I'd much rather face a 2-1 and one team right now. Maybe not 3-0, and oh, but 2-1. and Because uh, it's just, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't see, until we blow out a team, I don't see it. Until we get blown out, I don't see that happening. So, um, you know, uh, fucking 28-24, I don't know. Maybe that's a little too high. Let's say uh, 23-20, Vikings win uh, in ugly fashion. 0-3 oh, with the limping Vikings coming in. You know. Bradbury hopefully coming back. That's a big hope. Oh, well, that's, Davenport that's good. hopefully coming back. Well, you know, is, is he going to see the field? Eventually, I think at some point, but, uh, you know, I, I basically brilliant it down to the trenches, man. And I think they got better trenches than us and we're on the road and, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in house right now, which might not be good. We don't know. Uh, and I'm not saying fingers are being pointed, but there's a whole lot of, no, blame me. Don't blame him stuff going on. Um, within the, the squad uh, and a lot of answers that need or questions that need to be answered and, and how they're being answered. And it just doesn't seem like it's a formula for going into Carolina and, and winning a football game. I'm going to say they lose, go to 0 and 4. And I'm going to say it's because of the fronts. I just don't think we can pressure young or Dalton. And uh, I think young, you know, maybe it's the devil, you know, you might want to, you know, we know what Dalton can do. We've faced him the last two seasons. Um, and, it, you know, he's been up to the task against us uh, both times. 
And so you're right, you don't want to see him. For next year, he's going to get a contract. But then you go Bryce Young, you know, shit. I mean, mobile, can move, uh, can get out of the pocket and do things. Uh, you know, either one to me is, is not a great uh, thing. And, you know, Bryce Young with a good day will just carve you up. So I'm not sure which one I want to face. But, you know, hopefully we do face Dalton. I think we better prepare against him. Um, but I just don't think offensive line, you know, you get Bradbury back and maybe with Reisner, shore things up, let's hope. And we'll get to see what they think. Uh, it'd be nice to see Bradbury, but we'll get to see what their lineup is going to be for the line. Uh, that's been kind of in question. And then yeah. defensively, though, I mean, you know, I just don't like Chris. I think we dropped 0-4, and I, it changes the conversation for the season. Too. They've had problems protecting, too. I'll say that. Yeah. But somebody's always got to go, and you know I'm going to take the the home team here. I'm going to say Carolina. Uh, I think it'll be close, just like last, just like Sunday. Um, but I think we we get edged out here. I think probably lose by three. I think we'll score points. I think it'll be probably a high scoring game, like 31-28, something like that. 28-21, something like that. Just I think both teams will score, but I think it's just going to come down to like you said, turnovers mistakes, game of inches, those type of things. And I just don't think we'll, we'll see the, uh, the better end of that, unfortunately. And like I said, I know we're going to get messages. 0-4 having to face the Chiefs will have those conversations, okay? <laughs> Let's just get there first because I already know that. I'm going to get some messages off that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so this one actually was even more disappointing because of how it played out. Up 31 to 10. Looking great. We have a little, like a nice little pass. I think he started out like 9 of 9 or 11 of 11, some shit like that. Um, just passing when we needed to. Good stuff. This fucking Darius Taylor he got a little banged up. Hopefully he plays. But man, this fucking kid, he is just a banger. Fourth and short. Just one man, him and a linebacker meet. Linebacker goes to the ground. He runs for touchdowns, 31-10. Everything is great, right? All right, this is great, phenomenal. Uh, we're going to be fine. And that was obviously not the case. They had an 11-play drive. They, they just started. They, they got loosey-goosey, right? And, and when you let a team that, you know, doesn't, doesn't have a lot of wins – and not looking great for the program because of the coach situation, uh, getting fired and all that interior shit in their locker room that happened. And they're a little distracted, obviously, and it's it's just weird. It's just a weird one. But when you let a team that just has nothing to lose, it gets a little shaky. So that quarterback wide receiver shit was popping off on us. And then so they score, okay, 31 to 17, three and out. They score five and out, you know. Um, we did hold them to a punt, and then we five and out, and we were moving the ball. And this is a key situation here. It's third and two, and we're 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 doing something on the outside a little bit, and we lose yardage. And it's like, dude, why don't we run up the gut there or something else? Just do something else, and maybe just a little. I'm third and two. You can still run. That's fine. But we lost yardage. Screwed up the whole thing. Um, and, and for them to, you know, right at the frickin' buzzer, like literally with two seconds left, um, that the, the quarterback got hot, you know, they, they didn't have any quit. And once we kicked a field goal 
in overtime, I was like, oh, dude, this is not going to be good because they're going to sling that fucking thing in the, in the end zone. I didn't think it was going to be first play, but that's what it was. They ended up losing. But, yeah, I just thought that the defense, you know, the linebackers, the two most experienced linebackers are not playing, and that is clear. You know, we do have a lot of young guys who are making a lot of plays but making some mistakes. Secondary at times, uh, just getting beat. Yeah, very They're surprising. too good for that. Yeah, they're too yeah. good for that. And, uh, yeah, man, they just they, – I just – I still can't believe 31-10 they lost that game. Unbelievable. Yeah, I just – what the hell was that? I mean, you have <laughs> – you know, flex big things. You know what happens is how you respond. Well, you mentioned three and out. You know, you didn't respond. Um, and they heated up, like you said, quarterback, receiver, duo, um, and got some confidence going, and the ball started rolling. And then, you know, you had it up until two seconds left at the end of regulation. And I just – it's unfleck team-like to – be in a situation like that. Now I'm not saying that they won't eke back in, but to lose it being up 31 to seven, I think it was, uh, that's just shocking to me. Even the games that you lose that you shouldn't like Bowling Green is a 13, 10 score, you know, and there's other issues that go into those ones, but to drop this one, a Northwestern, a reeling Northwestern, like you mentioned, um, it just blows my mind. I don't, I don't understand how that works, um, except for maybe you know, just got overconfident, hubris, you know, and you thought, well, we'll just we, – we've won this game already, and they just incrementally keep, you know, chipping away at let the, the guard down. Chipping away, let the guard down, and next thing you know, you're fighting for your life in the last seconds of a ball game, and then you go into overtime, like you said, Chris, and you, you can't finish in the end zone, and boy, you know they did, and – it happens, but wow, it's just, you know, not to, that, I just don't, what does this mean for the rest of the season? I don't know. You know, it could mean they could go in, a, in the tank or they could come back and respond and go on a, a little win streak here. I, it's hard to say, but man, it's one you had to have, you know, especially with who's had on your schedule have. this season. Mm, you can't be have. dropping, you know, games to Northwestern. You know, I'm sure they'll make a bowl game. I'm sure they'll find a way to win six games and, and whatnot. But what started out again as a year with some promise to it uh, is is sidetracked by a game that you clearly should have won, and you should have won it a lot easier than you lost it. And uh, you had the nice lead, like you said, in the in the in the first three quarters, and particularly in the first half, and looked like you you know okay, you had the game in in tow, and you know. You didn't really need to sweat it, but I think they must have all thought that as well. And 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 look what happened. And now, I guess it's a teaching moment uh, for the Golden Gophers. Uh, another teaching moment. But we're what six years in here, seven years in, uh, and a lot of different things have happened. I think uh, this is not a lesson that uh, needed to be taught or should have to be taught. Yeah, we, I thought we'd be more at the graduate level <laughs> by now. That is true. Uh, we're still trying to qualify for the class. No, but um, the only way they could really turn this season around, and I'm not going to say beat Michigan, okay, I'm not going to do that, although it's really hard to tell what's going on with Michigan this year if they're if they're just holding back and, and, and making a silent agreement with the other with the other team. Like, we're already going to pay you $500,000 or a million to be here. Uh, we're gonna run the fuck out of the ball. And we're gonna beat you about thirty to seven. 
if that's okay with you, it's okay with us. If not, we're going to murder you. <laughs> but if that's okay, you let us know. You keep fucking around, we're going to we're going to run it up. Um so you could say there and they are banged up like a mother after. I know it's not the next game, but they're talking about turning around, right? So if you're respectable against Michigan, which I said, the way they've been playing this year on offense hasn't looked great, and they are banged up, but it does feel like they're holding back and they're playing young teams or young players, and they're just like, we're just going to run, dude, and that's what we're going to do. It does seem like that, but you got to play them respectable. But it's a mutt. At Iowa's tough. <laughs> we know that. But it is a – the only way you can turn around this season is winning at Iowa. That's the only way because then you could pick up some steam Michigan State who's way down from where they were. Illinois, tough-ass matchup. But if you beat Iowa, it gives you confidence that, hey, it's a grinded-out game. We're a grinded-out team. Let's go ahead and beat them. At Purdue, Purdue's way down this year. And Wisconsin's beat, you know, beatable at home. But they got it. They would obviously they got to beat the Raging Cajuns. And if this was two years ago, I would be really afraid of this game. They're still a good club, no doubt about it. But they made a jump, and it, it, it it's kind of faltered a little bit uh, over the last year. And now, so far, you know, whatever, they're not as solid of a program. But it, it's still. You know, last year we went four and zero, then last three in a row. You know, and then one three or four in a row. So we can't. We got to stop the bleeding now because you're. If you lose, <laughs> you're not. Gonna, you're not going to lose to freaking the raging Cajuns and then turn around and and beat Michigan. So you have to. I know it's non-conference, but you have to beat them. Be respectable against Michigan and then beat Iowa. It's the only way we'd ever get back on track this year. Yeah, I think that's spot on. Uh, obviously, you have to beat the raging Cajuns and. Yeah, at this point, you fuck around and find out. Yeah, they're, yeah, exactly. they're not a pushover program. Right, There's you know. no way. You got to go in there, I think, and just run the ball, use your offensive line, and bully it your way into a victory of any sort. And then, yeah, you're not going to beat Michigan. If you do, uh, wow, but right. I don't see that happening. And then you're right. You finally beat Iowa and kind of go on a little run here. I think you could do it. I think you nailed it. Illinois is going to be tough, man, and they got our number. And uh, Bielema just kind of knows how to be yeah. Fleck. And, uh, like I, I'm the one who built this time a team before you even stepped foot in the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, that's the way to <laughs> – you know, and also you get, the, you know, the Iowa monkey off your back, which will be a yes. nice little thing for thing. And if yes. you can go and be – look, if you can beat Iowa and Wisconsin in the same season, you're going to get a pass, you know what I mean, you, for the year. And you, and you could probably go to the Big Ten Championship game if you did that, you know. Yeah. And especially from the fan base, you beat Iowa and Wisconsin, your record's yes. going to be, you know, we'll, we'll let you slide on that. Um, that <laughs> you know, and neither of them are gimmies, though. I mean, if you can't go no. to Northwestern and finish off a game that you're ahead 31-7, <laughs> exactly. you know, the days of, like, giving them the benefit of the doubt are gone. Um, and I, like you yeah. said earlier, Chris, I was really disappointed in the secondary. Uh, I had a lot of faith in Wally, uh, Newbin. You've got players back there. I don't know what yeah. happened. Yeah. Um, and unlike the Vikings, they have a pretty decent defensive front. Don't know yeah. what happened. The only problem is you got young linebackers, and they probably took advantage of that a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, coach them up and let's go and get a little more yeah, pressure. No I thought, you know, they got a few turn. I think we got one turnover. I know for sure one. I'm not sure if we got more than that. But, um, yeah, I mean, at this point, it's up in the air. How do they respond? 
against yep. uh, Louisiana? Do you come out and you exert dominance going into Michigan? Um, that's all you can do, and then try to not get track meet by Michigan, and and then kind of yeah. start the season over. I think you're absolutely right. I was the key game here. All right, let's hope we're uh, we got a better weekend. I mean, it's got to be at least better than last weekend, uh, just off of how those games played out, uh, heartbreaking fashion. Um, but we'll be back next Monday. Uh, you know, just. Take a couple deep breaths. The weather's going to get warm after this little storm front. Go outside, man. It's, it, you know, get some fresh air. <laughs> Stay off Twitter. You don't have to be on Twitter all the time. We'll be back next Monday. Peace.